Hi, I'm Hadley. I'm Aaron. And I'm Miller. And you're listening to... Reclamation. (laughs) 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 Where's your... My name is Jason Allen, and I'm the host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Reclamation Worship. Today's episode is yet another installment of the Pilgrim's Progress Conversations. So if you've missed the first two episodes, I want to direct you to reclamationworship.com where you can find those. You can also find them at iTunes. So uh, while you're at iTunes, why don't you subscribe to Reclamation Worship and leave us a rating and a review. As I've been saying the last few episodes, if you are finding these episodes helpful, please share them with your friends, with your folks at church, and even your neighbors. Might even be a good way for you to meet your neighbors. You know, knock on their door and lead with a question, hey, have you heard the latest episode of Reclamation Worship? So I'm going to leave that up to you. No undue pressure from me, just a way you might consider to, uh, to meet the neighbors. All right, let's head on over to the conversation. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? We're good. Good. Aaron, what's your week been like? Uh, school and soccer. It's okay, a lot of school, a lot of wet soccer. It's been raining like crazy. How have y'all been doing in soccer? Oh, we're doing pretty good. We yeah? won our last game. Have you scored any goals? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You scored a few goals? That's good. Had, what's been going on? Soccer and school. Same thing as Aaron. All right. So, um... Have you scored yet? Mm-mm. What What's one win that you would, would claim in, in playing soccer? Are you feeling more confident? Yeah. You feel good? It's been a while since you've played, so getting your legs back under you. Okay. Mill, how about you? What's been going on? Uh, yeah, a lot of the same. And, yeah. Okay. You still doing your driver's ed training? No, I finished today. You finished? You're 100% done? Mm-hmm. So does that mean you're going to be a safe vehicle operator? Yes. Does that mean your insurance rates are going to plummet and say you're going to save me a lot of money? I have no idea. Okay. Well, well not sounding <laughs> hope so. Not sounding too positive there. All right. Well, I'm glad that y'all are having a good week. We are going to be looking today at the Pilgrim's Progress and the the name of the heading that we're looking at today is conviction of the necessity of flying. So, what was Mister Bunyan talking about here? Was he saying that Christian was going to sprout wings and fly, or what, what's he talking about here with flying? He was just saying like to run, not actually fly, just like to run away. So, okay, so he's talking about Christian needing to run and what. Miller, you were going to add to that? Yeah, just the, he's stressing the importance of fleeing from sin once you find out that you're in it. Okay, good. One thing that's so cool about the Pilgrim's Progress is Bunyan's continual usage of Scripture, right? He is footnoting Scripture all over the place. So uh, a lot of the sentences are derived from Scripture. And, uh, and so fly from the wrath to come. Uh, comes from Matthew 3, 7. 
And uh, that's just one example that we see in this book over and over and over again, Bunyan quoting scripture. So I love that. I love that he's continually pointing our eyes back to the word of God. All right. So he was talking about the necessity of flying. Who is it, Hadley, that tells him he needs to fly or flee or get out of there? Evangelist. Good. All right. So, yeah, we last time we talked, he and Evangelist were having a conversation. And uh, and so they're still talking. Evangelist is saying, you need to get out of town. And, uh, and so he begins to run. And so what happens, Aaron, when he begins to run? Uh, his family starts to call him back and people are trying to like call him back. And he just closes his ears and keeps going. Yeah, it says that he puts his fingers in his ears and he keeps running, crying, life, life, eternal life. All right, Miller. So his family is yelling at him and telling him he needs to come back. Who else is getting after him? His neighbors. His neighbors. And do they track him down and chase after him? Yes. Apparently they're pretty quick because they catch up to him. Or so he's just slow. Or he's slow. Oh, I like that. All right. That's really good. Okay. Uh, Hadley, what's the name of one of the neighbors? Pliable. Pliable. Okay. So what does pliable mean? Uh, bendable. Bendable. So uh, when we're thinking about bendable in the context of this story, in the context of the Pilgrim's Progress, what could bendable mean? Um, e- like easily persuaded. Okay. So he's going to be easily persuaded by Christian's argument, right? Okay. Aaron, who's the other neighbor that comes after him? Um, obstinate. Obstinate. Okay. So what does obstinate mean? Uh, stubborn and not easily persuaded. Yeah. So, okay. If he is stubborn, then he's going to be putting up, uh, objections to what Christian is saying. So like the opposite of pliable. The opposite of pliable. See what Bunyan did there? That was really cool that he, he chose two, uh, personalities that were contrasted, right? And we'll see that a lot throughout this book. So, um, there's one thing here that Christian says, when he's talking to these men, obstinate and pliable, and I want to read it to you. And he says this, he says, uh, nay, but do thou come with thy neighbor pliable. He's talking to obstinate. There are such things to be had, which I spoke of and many more glories besides. If you believe not me, read here in this book and for the truth of what is expressed therein, behold, all is confirmed by the blood of him that made it. There again, he's quoting scripture. He's quoting Hebrews 13, 20 and 21 and chapter 9, verse 17 to 21. So when I was reading this section of the Pilgrim's Progress, it reminded me of an article that I read earlier in the week, and I decided to read the article to y'all. It's by Elisa Childers, and it has to do with two famous YouTubers who are going back on their testimony. They used to say they're Christians. Now they're saying they are not Christians. And um, so Miss Childers writes about their deconversion. Um, and at the heart of their deconversion is they are no longer comfortable with what Scripture says. They are appealing to themselves, to their understanding, to their worldview, rather than to the things that God has said. And so I was reminded because Christian points obstinate and pliable back to the Word of God when they were having a hard time understanding 
why he was leaving the city of destruction, he pointed them to the word. He was like, if you can't believe me, believe the word. And, um, and so I feel like one of the reasons I wanted to read the article by Miss Childers to you is because I feel like it's so important that whenever we come to an understanding of something that God has spoken very clearly on, uh, and we have an opinion that differs from what God has said, we need to be incredibly careful, right? We always need to default to what God has said rather than what we are perceiving to be truth. So Bunyan in The Pilgrim's Progress, through his character Christian, is telling obstinate and pliable that they need to appeal to a higher standard. If they're not going to believe him, then they need to believe the book and more directly, the God of the book. So Miller, what is it that these two famous YouTubers are forgetting to do? They're forgetting to go to God about it and see what he has to say and like look at the Bible. Yeah. So it, it's quite possible, isn't it, that we can be wrong in our understanding of things, right? Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So if we perceive something to be true that doesn't line up with scripture, it's not our religion, our Christianity that we need to be uh, doubting. It's our own understanding of the issues that we're troubled by. So when you are troubled by something, where do you find the answers? Do you appeal to your own understanding or do you go to scripture and see what God has to say about something? Go to scripture. Okay. So why is it more safe to trust scripture than it is your own understanding? Uh, because the scriptures like reliable and you aren't for sure not reliable. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can err, can't we? Uh, and we believe that scripture is authoritative. It's inerrant. It's sufficient. So when God has spoken, we are to be satisfied with that answer, right? Yes. Yeah. So let me read a little more from this article that Miss Childers wrote. She said, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 2, 14 to 16, that through his missionary work, Christ spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of himself. To some, it smells like beauty and life. To others, it smells like death. This is the effect the gospel has. And we should expect these types of reactions. The one person from YouTube said, if I don't have to believe Christianity, then why would I? The other said, why was I working so hard to make Christianity work for me if it wasn't even true? Aside from encountering intellectual stumbling blocks, it seems that to YouTube's favorite pair, the gospel has begun to stink. It would appear that despite how destabilizing and difficult their deconstruction processes were, they no longer wanted Christianity to be true. So, guys, you are fairly young in your faith. Have you ever doubted God or doubted his goodness? Yes. Okay. So why? What has led to your doubt? Things not going my way, I guess. Okay. So when things don't go your way, that causes you to... Um, doubt God's what love his goodness yeah okay does your doubt lead to you wondering whether or not he's in control sometimes okay how, how about for you mill or had have y'all had doubts with respect to your Christianity 
Yeah, I think for me, a uh, main thing is just kind of like Aaron said, if I'm in a prolonged season of kind of like a drought, mm-hmm. if you will, or like suffering, then like if, um, yeah, I just sometimes wonder like, God, are you there? And like, why aren't you doing anything to help me? And it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of, dumb to ask those questions like looking back in a good season but in those seasons it feels really real and your questions feel real and your doubts feel real but Mm -hmm. you just still have to trust that he's there and that he knows like what he's doing you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think you know christians appeal for these two men to go back and read scripture and to look for the answers in scripture is something that we should all take up. We should take his advice because think about all of the examples that are shown to us throughout scripture, Old and New Testament, of the faithful men and women of God who had it pretty difficult in life, right? Um, It would have been real easy for them to wonder if God had forgotten or if God was even real, but he always showed himself to be faithful. So Hadley, what about you? Have you doubted God's goodness? Um, I definitely have, um, but I've learned that he has a will for our family and he has a, um, maybe if one thing doesn't work out, he has something else in store for us. Um, and maybe we just don't see it. That's, that's right. And, you know, I think one thing that strikes me about this section of the Pilgrim's Progress is obstinate was convinced that Christian was crazy, right? Um, He could not conceive of what was so desirable that Christian would leave the comfort uh, and and all of the known that he had there in the city of destruction. He he couldn't imagine what was so desirable that Christian would want to leave the city of destruction to attain. Pliable, at the moment at least, was willing to give it a shot and he was willing to to see, to, to go with Christian and to see if there really was something to this. Uh, you know, to the story that we heard about these two famous guys on YouTube, um, they have really fallen in love with the things of this world, right? The city of destruction. And for them, they are willing to completely trade it all in, trade all of Christianity in um, so that they can enjoy their time here in the city of destruction, in this world. So one of the things that your mom and I do continually is pray for y'all, that your faith would strengthen, that you would grow in Christlikeness, and that you would grow in your love for the Lord, and um, that the things of this world would not ultimately tempt you and seem more desirable uh, to you than the things of God uh, and the kingdom of God. So, Miller, are there ways that you can think to guard your heart from desiring the city of destruction more than the city of God? Yeah, uh, I think for me, at least, I need to stay in the Word and just remind myself and be reminded by others of God's goodness and how He is ultimately way more desirable than like anything that this world could give us and that life with Him forever is like so many times better than like whatever we could imagine. That's great. 
Hadley, what about you? How can you guard your heart? Um, I just need to seek help from you and um, mom and my pastors. Okay. Aaron? Uh, yeah, just reading the Bible and not seeking like stuff in the world. Okay. Good deal. So filling your mind with the things of God, right? Right. All right. Well, I think that about covers it for today. Yet another installment of the Pilgrim's Progress Conversations. All right. We'll do it again real soon. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at Reclamation Worship, Facebook at Reclamation Worship, and Twitter at Reclamation HQ. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time and looking through the Pilgrim's Progress. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.